0: Welcome to this week's episode of Time Added on Pod. How are we? We we well, Tom? You all good? Yeah, I'm all good. Same as always. Miserable. No, joking.
1: I'm, I'm all good. I'm all good as a thing, your side.
0: Yeah, all right, mate. Uh, yeah, not bad. Everything's, uh, it's been a bit of a quiet week, hasn't it? Let's be honest. It's uh, It's been a quiet week on all fronts. It's uh, The only real talking point from a Forest perspective was the fact that obviously we've no longer got a sponsor. That was about the as, as, as exciting as it got. In the week, obviously, Football Index have, uh, have gone into administration. So, obviously, no logo on their shirt. It's like, I quite like the kit without a, a sponsor on it. I, I thought they looked quite good yesterday.
1: Yeah, it does well, look better than it did with the sponsor on. I still didn't pay attention for it. But, um, yeah, no, it looks good. It looked good. And, you know, I think obviously one of the big talking points is about where Forrest can, what Forrest will do for the rest of the season. Um, and, you know, even after the season, I think there needs to be a conversation in football about how many people have that kind of um, company um, on their shirts and what other routes they can go down. Obviously, I know with financial fair play, um, the, the main concern for clubs is getting the most amount of income. But, um, you know, uh, let's see what happens with the shirts going forward.
0: Yeah, we've had a couple of ones obviously now really in recent times where Forrest have had betting firms on the shirts that have gone uh that have gone to the wall. Obviously football index being one, um, which actually from the from the outside looking in looked like it was actually doing quite well, but obviously digging under the surface. Obviously not, obviously not but digging under the surface, it's obviously failed miserably. Um but obviously their policy and then obviously had bet, bet brightly a couple of years ago, which also uh folded and went to the wall. So yeah, there's, there's a lot there's a lot of gambling firms out there and a lot of gambling firms that have obviously got uh s- s- shirt sponsors, if you like, within football. And I suppose, yeah, it, the, the time has come probably for, um, for, for that to be reviewed, but obviously I suppose it's hard when, when uh, s- Skybet have a controlling stake in, in the entity of the football league. So it'll be, it'll be a hard one to kind of obviously filter down and look, Money's tight at, at, at football clubs, and money's tight at um, well. I say right. I say money's tight at football clubs. Money's tight at the minute in terms of the, the the pandemic at football clubs, and I think football clubs will will still chase the pound notes, right? And and um, that little moral compass tends to go out the window somewhat, and and clubs ultimately need cash. It's an interesting one because obviously we'll talk about the Reading game yesterday. It was a bit of a. It was a bit of a. Uh, oh, I actually thought it was a decent watch, but there wasn't a lot going on in the first 20 minutes. And obviously that led to the conversation in the commentary box, talking about shirts, bunch. And obviously Forrest, it'd be interesting to see as you say what Forrest do talk about Forrest potentially offering it up to a charity um, or doing like the old West Brom model of going game by game and getting a, a different sponsor for each game to maximize revenue. Um, you can understand, right. If Forrest went to try and chase um, a commercial deal because, with the wage Bill at Forest being what it's been and the money not coming through the turnstiles, each of those commercial deals that Forest do are obviously for the good of, of of the of the club. But it would be nice, wouldn't it, if they offered that shirt sponsor up for the season to a to a local charity?
1: It would be, it would be, I suppose though, it kind of this news about football index ties in quite nicely. It was probably the only other thing that happened at Forest this week, which was the release of their accounts and the position of the club in terms of how much money. They lost, um, you know, Forest still losing an incredible amount of cash every year now. Football clubs, you you wouldn't be a football owner to try and make money out of a football club because, I mean, it just it just won't happen. But, I mean, it does seem like there still needs to be work done on, on income, probably also work done on the amount of money they're spending on, on fees and agent fees and things like that. But, I mean, that it ties in quite nicely because I think Forest have probably got to take a look at their accounts, look at the position they're in and wonder whether they can actually take that hit for the foreseeable in terms of doing you know, having a moral high ground or whether, you know, obviously we're we're talking short term for the rest of the season to be fair, but you know, what, what does the future look like in terms of that, that position on the shirt and, and what will Forrest do to try and improve their accounts going forward? And, and what's the situation then with this sponsorship as a result of that?
0: Yeah, I, I, it's an interesting one this shirt deal though until the end of the season because I'd love to know what the numbers look like in terms of, of, of the amount of eyeballs that, that see each match, right? Because obviously in a normal season, not every single game is, is streamed. Not every single game is televised. It's certainly a lot easier this season, if you like, to to follow the games uh, and watch... Not the same, obviously. We've talked about that at length. But there's certainly more opportunities than, than in a normal season to watch every single match, um, bar obviously those hardy few that will go up and down the country to every single league game. Um, so you wonder whether from a, from a trying to get a sponsor on board and a and a maximising shirt sponsorship deal it might actually be a bad time to, to get that short-term deal in because the exposure uh, for a football club in terms of the amount of eyeballs that will see that is it, it, not bad. i say Forrest has done a lot of good work in the community since Maranakis took over the football club. I think mean, that's one of the big, been one of the big positives about how they've interacted with the local community, which was obviously, I think, in a shambolic state under the previous, previous regime. Um, so it would be just a, another nice move, if you like, for the club just to cement that. Even if I say, even if it's just for Wednesday night, maybe against Norwich, if they can't get a a, a commercial deal in place for them, if they can do something for a local charity, then I think it'd be a really good move to see. But yeah, I'd understand it, Tommy, say I would be intrigued to understand what the the viewing numbers are like on iPlayer for for each game.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, to be honest with you, it could be seen as a good marketing opportunity for someone in, like you see, in Nam or Obviously, the club started off having those kind of like cardboard cutouts of fans in, in the stands, but actually the more... And, and sometimes flags, which is another conversation in itself with, with Forest. But, um, you know, obviously, that's actually been a bit of a shift away from that in, in UK football with, obviously, the the amount of, well, I suppose, banners with, with branding on instead. Mm. Um, so, there is obviously numbers there to prove that actually the amount of eyeballs you get on on these games is actually pretty decent otherwise to, i mean companies brands wouldn't even be doing that so it, it will be interesting it will be interesting to see whether forrest think actually it's worth more now or uh is it worth less and what is Forest's stance going to be on it it, w- it will be interesting i mean it sounds sad that we're having such an intense conversation about shirts <laughs> yeah,
0: well i suppose uh, it's
1: what we do for a living tom um, yeah. So uh, for yeah. listeners that don't, know,
0: obviously, we, we we work in in uh, in media advertising. So yeah, I suppose we've got a vested interest, Tom, um, from our own personal pro- professional point of view. But look, it is interesting. It, it will be interesting to see how it plays out. I think there would certainly, I think the commercial marketing team at Forest will be working extremely hard at the minute to to, to try, as you say. Acute, uh, try and work out what the the maximum revenue would be for Forest, but I think every I think the point we're trying to get out of this segment is is that you know, personally, we'd like to see it and we'd like to see them obviously offer that chance up to local charity. But but yeah, I think there well, are very think, few re- very very few football clubs that are that are willing to turn revenue
1: down at this time. I think yeah, and I think obviously again, sounds sounds kind of sad, but as a fan, you kind of just want the the best. You you kind of want to go. For fast forwards to twenty, thirty years or something, and look back and go, that was a cracking sponsorship. You know how you do now when you look back at Shipsons and Panasonic and things, the bats and things like that. You know you can't really. I'm I'm not looking forward to thirty years time going. Oh, can you remember when we had Bet Brighton football index on our shirts? Like, done. It's not quite the same. So I think as a fan, in a sad way, you're kind of looking for something like that as well. Something kind of iconic in a way. But obviously, I know football's changed a lot since then. And obviously, Forest have a reputation of going local in the past, but uh, probably veered a little bit away from that. And because of because of those kind of uh, regulations and rules that are now in place when it comes to the finances... Comes- right,
0: let's get away from the day job. Let's talk about football. Uh, in terms of, of on-the-pitch action, only one game this week against Reading, um, one of our favourite sides, Reading doing really well. Um, and then, obviously, we go into a really tricky week after that, obviously, with games against Norwich and Brentford. So, it, again, an acid test for Forrest coming into this weekend. Um, Renome, obviously, we talked at length last week, didn't we, about we'd actually earmark this game as probably the most winnable winnable match in the, the next run of four games, if you like, against teams who are all in and around that, that top six of the league. Um, you knew it wasn't going to be easy, though, to say Reading of Reading probably Bar mm, Barnsley, I suppose, who are absolutely storming it, um, are the surprise package of the season in terms of um, maybe not many of people had them as low as down as I did. Obviously, I had them in the bottom three, but they were predicted to be languishing around the bottom. Element of the championship, and and stick to, your, stick to your
1: day job and advertising. Well, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm.
0: exactly. But look, they have been brilliant, right? The way they've kind of gone about things, the way they the way they play, the results they've picked up. They're going through a couple of tricky patches, but obviously all teams do. But they were absolutely flying coming into this one. Obviously, free on the spin, and um, yeah, I mean, I mean credit to Reading, they've been outstanding this season, Tom.
1: Yeah, you can see why as well, because I think. Um... When you look at their attack, the amount of pace and trickery, and youth, and ex- also I say youth, but also a bit of experience there as well. Lucas Giles not new to this division. Sonia Lucco you know, plays like that as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, so, so you can see why they're doing well, and it maybe you know they've been a team underest underperforming um, it's really interesting they are an interesting side quite dynamic in the way that they go forward you can definitely see what their strengths are and it is definitely that kind of quick forward thinking play um, which is obviously quite different to how we approach it. Mm-hmm.
0: something like that yeah that's one way to sum it up I mean yeah they were coming in, as I said they were coming off the back of three straight they're actually you know a couple of the teams above them are stumbling a bit at the minute obviously bar Norwich who are absolutely running away with the league Um the other teams in and around that kind of the top echelons of the championship are all all stumbling around and, and obviously it looks like somebody will obviously take finally take the, the, the ball by the horns, but it looks like at this moment in time someone's gonna stumble across the line and I think Reading obviously fancied the chances coming to this one in terms of trying to, to, to close the gap. They play they play this weekend and then I think I think they follow up with with um Wednesday in midweek, um which is obviously another game that they'll they'll fancy um so look they, they, they were coming into it on good form forest obviously on the back of, on the other on the flip side knew that they needed to improve obviously uh, after their performance last week against Watford which we talked at, at length last weekend left a lot to be desired obviously didn't couldn't even muster up a single shot on target and I think it, the, the team section for this one kind of shows that that Chris Houston was less than impressed four changes I mean very unusual by his standards, Tommy. He, 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 albeit he was forced into one, but still four changes. I mean, it just
1: shows how, uh, how impressed he was with that Watford performance. Yeah, I think you know, we've said previously that consistency is his middle name, not by not by law, but consistency is his middle name. And, and, um, obviously, he was like you said, I mean, you, you can't sum up better. He was obviously less than impressed by what he saw. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Um, you know, even though people, some people might argue, well, you know, it was against Watford, difficult difficult team anyway, considering where we are in the table. But obviously what he's wanting to do, he's got a, an eye on next season, potentially. I know the job's not done this season, um, but he's got an eye on next season and wants to see, he wants to see them compete. And they didn't. They didn't compete. They didn't even look, look like um, anywhere near competing, even though it only finished the Way he did low scoreline, um, Forrest were never really in it. Um, so going into this one, he would have, would have wanted the players he brought in to prove themselves. Yeah,
0: look, one obviously, Warrell coming in, Warrell coming in, sorry, Warrell out, injured. He wasn't coming in, he was very much out. Um, played with an injury last week by all accounts. He was out, McKenna in. How good was it to see Scott McKenna back? Um, he's obviously struggled with his injuries since signing in the summer, but um, when he has played. He's looked really solid at the back, and you really fancied uh, McKenna and Warrell to form a, a big partnership this year. Not, not happened, obviously. Fair play to, to Figueroa, who's kind of stepped in alongside Worrell and played well, but um, really impressed with the start of his career. And obviously, yeah, it's just unfortunate it's been hampered by injuries so far, but good to see him back on the pitch. You
1: yeah, I do, yeah. You tell me for Lyle Yeah, Taylor. McKenna,
0: yeah, i would to say you... McKenna is uh,
1: what Lyle Taylor
0: is to you for me, but... Um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he's not Paul McKenna. (laughs) Um, But, well, I think there's an interesting theory going around, isn't there? Because, you know, are Joe Worrell and Scott McKenna the same person? That's a serious question (laughs) we need to ask ourselves because they'll never play together. I mean, we... You can you can bet this, right? Now. I bet everything I am on the facts that McKenna will get injured by the time Joe Warren,
0: comes <laughs> well,
1: and then I think the theory really will pick up. I think. Well, will. maybe
0: maybe he did get the armband as well, straight back in the side after a decent layoff, and straight straight with the captain's armband. So yeah, maybe there's something in that, Tom. Um, but no, seriously, for me, brilliant to see him back. Obviously, Lolly, Amiobi, Cafu, all start. Obviously, Freeman, knockout Yates all out. Uh grab him back on the back on the bench in the squad again after a, another layout. Um there are obviously expected changes after Watford. Were you happy with that side? I think it was good to see uh Lolly Amiobi back in there just to freshen things up on the wing and and Cafu at home. Obviously, you would have fancied him
1: ahead of Yates. I think undoubtedly after last week, Cafu was always going to come in. Um and I think we're probably starting to to see what Kaffee brings to the side, really. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I think people sometimes, because he's in a, technically an Olympiark off-signing, you know, immediately they come, come in on the back foot. But actually, I think people are starting to realise that... He's actually. Well, you signed that many of them, Tom. One of them has got to come off. Do you know what I mean? So. Exactly. Well, that's very true. That's very true. When you get so many knockoffs, one's going to last a little bit, I suppose. But Ami um, mean, be coming in for me, whenever he plays without even looking like it half the time, he ends up being for his biggest threat one way or another. Um, so it was good to see him back. And Lolly, I mean, unfortunately, and I'm sure we'll come on to it, the, the story of Lolly is just a, a player who got so much talent, but undoubtedly his injury problems are seriously coming back to haunt him at times. But it was good to see him start for the short period that he he was on the finish. From the off, I, I thought this was
0: a good game to watch but I know you, you disagreed massively we had a conversation last night where you, you thought you thought, of it was, it was a game that uh, really offered very little and kind of passed us by but I thought it was a good game to watch. The opening stages it was, there wasn't much going off to be to be fair for the first 15-20 minutes. It was tight, wasn't it? Reading looked really good in possession, looked to counter on Forest whenever they could. Very nearly shot themselves in the foot in the opening couple of minutes trying to play out from their own six-yard box which uh, they tried again a couple of times, but but soon packed that in after, um, as I say, very very nearly conceding and gifting Forest a goal. As I say, that would have been that would have been not their game plan in terms of they know how difficult Forrest find it. So gifting Forest a goal would have been an absolute disaster for for Reading. But there was no real action, and obviously Forrest were a couple of tame efforts, weren't they? Tom? Obviously, Kravinovic had a shot from about twenty yards out that went straight down the keeper's throat, but. Hey nice to get one on target at least but it was it was it whilst it was a good game in terms of it, it was a little bit end to end and and there was very little chances wasn't there it it took a good 20 25 minutes for the game to kick into life
1: yeah i think you've summed it up really well there to be fair i think um you know um it was end-to-end. I see why you're saying it's a good game because, um, you know, it was end-to-end. It did have that kind of... It was fast-paced in a way. We knew that that was what Reading was going to bring. But it was end-to-end without actually much happening. If yeah, and no, I agree with it's that. Yeah. Without, without anything seriously being of interest happening. Um, but, you know, <laughs> it was two teams. This is going to sound bad, really, but it's almost, you know, you say about Reading nearly gifting for us the goal... It's, it's bad, really, because teams know that they can. They can, uh, you know, gift Forest opportunities at the moment because nine times out of ten, they won't score. And that sounds awful and quite negative. Um, well, it's quite negative. But <laughs> yeah, probably, but just just saying, you can't it get any more negative net, than but, that, Tom. But, but teams... Know that Forest have improved under Houston but the one thing they can't do is score. So you can afford when you play Forest to be a bit more open. You know, it's not as if Reading probably knew that they could they could play their game quite expansive and open, um, knowing that Forest are a better team, but probably would struggle to to put it in the back of the net. Um, so I mean, and obviously I know I know we did put it in the back of the net in the end, but I think they could afford to give forest opportunities whilst also allowing them to have a bit more, more Yeah, going I think for me, well.
0: I mean why I think that the first twenty minutes was, was, was a positive and obviously you're coming into it and obviously I'm judging it off the back of the Watford game last week, which you know the bar's pretty low, but they competed, right? They they were competitive across the pitch. They you know it was the, the opposite to last week where it looked like men against boys. Forest Forrest stood up to the challenge and you know gave as good as they got in that first 20 minutes and started to come into the game and started to to create chances of their own and, and as I say as good as red as as good as Red have been in the last few weeks I thought Forest matched them obviously throughout that that first opening 20 20 minutes and you know Murray had the best chance of the first half from Forest you know, good flick from a bong cross I mean it's cracking save I don't think it was quite the world that the comment. Commentary team at Radio Nottingham kind of labelled it as, but it was certainly a good save from close range, and that really kicked the game into life. There, we had kind of had three or four chances all within the space of about five ten minutes, and I mean, we talked about Lucas Shaw earlier on in the in the piece, Tom, and I mean, he showed some exceptional skill, didn't he, in terms of dancing through the forest uh, defence, and then. Luckily for us, obviously, his shot at the end of it was, was really tame. I think he miskicked it. But, I mean, he just showed what a danger Reading could be move, going forward with, with that chance. And Forrest would have been, I mean, I don't think Samba was too impressed with the defending for it. Um, Forrest would have been really, really disappointed uh, with that. But And then it kind of sparked him. You know, we talked about Lolly, and, and I think he, he was starting to show signs of his old self. Uh, and he was really growing into the game in that first half, in that 1st 20-20. 25 minutes, and he had a jinking effort where you know similar to, to Ziao, put a few rep, went past a few reading players, and unfortunately, it was on his right foot of it in the end, and he put it just wide, and he was disappointed with that because it was a good it was a good effort, and you sh- you know he should have worked the keeper, found the target, um, but it was a good that, that that spell that spell where there was those three or four chances for both sides, um, I mean that was that was where the game really kind of started to grow, and. Yeah, there was there was good chances for both sides in that mix.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know Our Reading didn't score. There's two, two, really, for Lukashia, where one, he's running through, trickering through, and then his, his shot's really tame and just goes straight through Samba. It was like hot knife through butter. And then there's another mm-hmm. one from a corner where he completely miskicks it and Samba goes one way. And actually, because of the way it's been kicked, even though, it looks like he's going to shoot the way that Samba goes. ends up going the opposite way and it's the post. Um, so a real weird couple of opportunities for Reading. And then, yeah, I mean, Lolly Lolly looks like, you know, if he could have lasted the whole 90, um, we might have seen probably the the end product that he needs to get him going again. Um, but unfortunately, you know, he is someone at the moment that is a bit of a flight risk when it comes to, when it comes to his injury problems, and he knew straight away, you know, he, he well, he got like, a free kick for it, though. Good instantly. lads, he
0: got a free kick for a hamstring yeah, injury. Yeah. He
1: got fair play to him, fair play to him. But he knew instantly, Denny. He was he was looking up at the subs bench, being like, "Yeah, get me off." So he, he's just one that you know, Houghton will probably have to keep wrapped up in. in well, Bummer you wonder how much up. you actually um, you, you
0: wonder how much you'll actually see now of Joe Lolly between now and the end of the season because. Games are, are coming, and we talk about it every week. But games are starting to again come thick and fast after this period. You know, we've got a couple of midweekers, and then obviously you get to Easter before you know it, and and then and then you're into the like kind of the last five, six games of the season. And and for someone, if if it if it's as bad as it looks in terms of the the hamstring, there, he'll struggle to get back fit. And then obviously with Joe Lolly, it takes him a few games just to to find that run. So. In reality, he might be back for the last couple of games of the season, but it, it also wouldn't surprise me if that was Joe Rollie's season over.
1: Yeah, I think, well, that's a decision for the club to make, into Well, the Hughton to make, you know, and his staff. Will, will they want to risk him? Do they feel like he, to be honest with you, you know, given the worries and concerns around his injury, is he? Are you carrying him a little bit if you play him anyway at the moment? You know, what I mean, can we afford to do that at the moment? I don't think we can. Um, there is other options out wide for Forest, Be Obi, Knockout, um, Mighton, you know, so so it's not as if Forest lack options, options, uh, options, a bit of action, mate. So That's
0: the problem, but there. options are all right,
1: mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. But I think, yeah, we probably won't see much of him. Um, and it's a shame, really, how things have kind of turned around so quickly for him. Uh, the player that Forrest kind of relied on and he was kind of carrying the team at times to so the player he is now, due to, you know, a knock of, you know, physically, and, and I still think confidence is a huge one for him as well, you know, he's he's taken a bit of a turn, yeah, him, I, unfortunately. I,
0: I, people shouldn't be writing Joe Lally off, right? Because last season and in the season before that, since Joe Lolly's joined the club, as you said, there have been games and times where Joe Lolly has been on fire and unstoppable and he's carried that team. And I think the run at the end of last season, the amount of games we are playing in the short space of time at the end of last season, he was obviously carrying an injury, came back after the break with an injury um, and it just broke him, right? You just saw him towards the, you know, when Forrest needed him most. During that run, when the when the team was struggling, he was struggling, and I think he he probably felt a little bit of that pressure. And then, obviously, what happened at the end of the season, and you know, Joe rolly was one of the players who who looked most devastated by that. Um, we all remember the pictures, obviously, of him on the touchline on the sidelines after the Stoke game. I genuinely think it 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 it, it really hurt Joe Rolly right, in terms of what happened at, towards the end of that season. And he, he, he and he's not looked the same player this year. You know, he's not been able to get a run of games. The confidence hasn't been quite there. His fitness hasn't been quite right. Everything at the minute is just going against Joe Lolly. So I think you almost take the view of now, if Forrest can, can can get those last nine points, nine, ten points that are needed for, you know, for them to make sure that they are comfortably safe. And we'll we'll talk about that at the end of the, the, the this section in terms of the Reading game. I would almost be tempted just to say to Joe Lolly, let's just write it off now. Let's get you back in a, in the best physical state we can possibly get you back in in time for August. Fit, raring to go, get a good pre season under the belt and go again. But I've seen people talk about Joe Lolly on social media and on kind of forums saying that that if the right bid came along, that they'd cash in at the end of the season. And and I don't I still think there's that'd be a huge mistake for Forrest to, to, to be looking to cash in on Joe Lolly because when he's hot, and I'm sure we can, you know, he, he's still that player, right? But he, we're not talking about that many months ago. He's still one of the best wingers in this league. Uh, and I think it'd be a huge mistake for, for Forrest to let him go. And I think there's definitely a place within that squad. Uh, bear in mind, you know, we've talked about the, the we've got competition in that area. Uh, is it top? Is it top-draw competition at this stage? Uh, I think Lolly, Myten, Amiobi, for me, would all have a place to play in that squad next year. But you still need another one or two, right? Whether that be Anthony Knockhart as well. And probably still one more because I think the Championship requires it. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. But, yeah, certainly i I draw a line of the season for Joe Lolly and let him have a well-earned break, I think.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, when you talk about fans wanting to sell him, I think you can only sell him if you know Mm. you've got someone lined up and you can use the money you get for Lolly to to get someone who you're 99.9% confident will come in and make a huge difference to this side. I mean, one argument, I suppose, for it is he's 28 now, he'll be 29 this year. Um, you know, and Forrest do have the, the oldest um average age within the league, you know, is that something that Forrest needs to look at? Yeah, I, I do. But um can you risk losing someone who has been so important for us over the last few years at, at this moment in time? If you show Joe Rolle you know, in the summer as well, so
0: you're you're not gonna get the money that, that you would have got for Joe Rolley last summer or the summer before, right? Um, you're not. Football finances, you know, we've seen it. Transfer fees are, they're not small, but they're diminishing because clubs are obviously struggling for for finances. Um, Joe Lolly, you know, on form, on paper this season, he's not the same Joe Lolly as he was because of all those things that we've just talked about. So instantly, with those two things combined, even if you were to sell him, you're not going to be getting the same levels of fee that we were talking about when Aston Villa were, were sniffing around a couple of transfer windows ago. So, if you weigh those two things up, there's still a player in there for me, and the fact if you were to sell him, you're going to get quite a probably a considerably smaller fee than when you were. It makes no sense whatsoever, even from a financial point of view or a football point of view to 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 sell Joe and Ollie. It's just a real shame because as I say he was looking like he was coming back into bit of form yesterday, and so I was really interested sort of intrigued him as well as you said, if he'd have played the ninety minutes. Um, would we have seen glimpses of, of, of Joe Rolley at his best but hey it wasn't to be um, and obviously Anthony Knockhart replaced him just before half time and, and uh, yeah hopefully Joe Lolly will be fine and we'll see him firing in a red shirt next year um, well as you say Reading probably arguably should have been 1-0 up at half time with that uh, I mean comical chance really you talked about in terms of Lucas Jarrett in the post it was almost slow motion Sambo has obviously had his deck chair out, uh, catching some razors. that one went in. He'd, he'd kind of bought the, the dummy. It wasn't a dummy. That's, that's complete nonsense. But it almost acted like a dummy because of the way of what happened. Um, really should have gone in. But second half, I mean, Forrest got off to the best possible start, didn't they? Uh, Amiobi, we talked about the, the danger that Amiobi possesses. Great run down the right-hand side, gets to the byline, smashes it across the face of goal. Look like Murray had got a, got a, got there to prod it home. Obviously, it's been given an own goal. But, I mean, look, once it got in, if Murray hadn't have applied the pressure and if the defender hadn't have got there, Glenn Murray would have had an easy tap. And so, all terms of purposes, let's give it to Glenn Murray. But cracking start to second half, Tom.
1: Yeah, it was needed. You know, Forrest knew that coming into this one, they'd need something like that and to get it straight to end second half, But Forrest in a really good place um, for the rest of the half. I mean, we talk about that. Obviously, it wasn't official. I'm giving it in. his goal, but you have to be. You know, it, if he's if he's not there, then it doesn't go in because the, the defender doesn't have to make that decision um, to erratically hit the ball <laughs> into his own net. So um, he doesn't have to be there, and that doesn't happen. So you know, unfortunately, sometimes it's difficult for strikers because technically there probably is goals that they definitely have a huge impact on on getting that unfortunately doesn't count to their tally and their official stats and ultimately that's what they get judged on really when you've been at a club you know people go look at Glenmore's goals and the amount of goals he scored for us when the season finishes but but yeah it was good real good start good for him to be there um, exactly yeah look you, you thought they were going
0: to kick on Forest grew into that that like, kind of it gave them confidence it was amazing what a goal does for does for them because for so the next five ten minutes, they were brilliant, Um and then a couple of good chances. Christy fired one wide, and then Amiobi had the chance. It was was really, I mean, it was almost a carbon copy of the goal he scored against Millwall, in terms of gets it, gets it, cuts inside on his left foot, and smashes it going towards the top corner. And a cracking save. To be fair, it was it was a good save, but you really felt that that Forest were 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 really dangerous at that point. And and you've been, I actually believe the second goal was coming. It wasn't to be. Um, and look, 25 minutes to go. I think you know, going back to what we said so at the start, Reading have got aspirations of gate crashing the top two, and a you know a defeat or, or even a point at Forest wouldn't have been uh, on their agenda and wasn't really good enough for them. So with 25 to go, obviously they threw the kitchen sink at us. Obviously changing to a four three three, and I mean, look, given our record against Reading last year always saw an equaliser coming, didn't you I mean, It was just more about which minute in uh, time added on it was going to come in, but obviously we didn't quite make it that far. Um But yeah, you feared, they really did go for it and fair play to them.
1: Yeah, we saw exactly why they are where they are within that last kind of half of the second half where, you know, they hit the post, they were... Cutting through Forest midfield and and defense with with um, forward long passes, uh, you know it was it was really impressive with them and they, they threw it at Forest and I think you could definitely always see them score. Unfortunately, you know they are where they are and Forest are where they are, and you could always see them getting that goal. Um, you know it, it's disappointing the way that they got the goal, and I think you know um, Samba. I, I mean I don't know. If Samba now thinks you have to avoid the ball um, to, to to stop the goals going in, but you know it was disappointing in terms of the strike that went in, but probably a goal that they deserve. If anything, you know it was the one chance which they shouldn't have scored um, that went in, and they probably could have had f- you know three, four, five before that that probably should have should have gone in. So disappointing. Yeah, them, just before their goal, obviously
0: to talk about. Obviously they hit the post. Um... From from yeah, which was a bit of a smash. It, it was a tight angle, um, but it but hit the post and obviously luckily bounced away from from danger. But yeah, the goal itself, obviously, I mean, it was it was it was a good counter from Red, and it was a ball that was played straight through the middle. It seemed to well, cause our two centre halves no end of pro, trouble. It, it kind of split them in two, um, and as you say, it was a good good shot. It was a, a, a kind of a fierce shot, if you like, but. Yeah, look, looking back at that, Samba will be hugely disappointed. It, it's basically hit straight at him and he's completely missed it. Now, I mean, one thing I would say, which is 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 not his his saving grace, but even more of a question mark was was perhaps that in in that second half, the sun looked to be causing no end of problems down that far end, and obviously it was quite a low a low sun given the time of year. Um, it amazes me that goal, more goalkeepers don't wear, get, get the old baseball cap out. Some go a little bit retro '90s with a baseball cap. Yeah, go a little Carefully bit of Chrisy Curtain. But he's got to. I mean, he's still got to save it. I don't care whether he's got. You know, I mean, it, even if he ain't got a baseball cap on, he's got to save it. But it does make you think, doesn't it? Because it was blinding. It looked pretty bad at times. Obviously, there were there were a couple of instances where um, visibility did seem to be a bit poor, but. I, just, I was amazed that, that more keepers don't do it in this day and age. I think. Oh, no, awesome absolutely. I'm not being nice. Yeah, He's absolutely yeah, balls yeah. it right up. Right, let's be honest. I'm just asking the question. You just don't see it anymore. Yeah. Do you? Just, it, to be, it seems to be one of those days where no, it, uh, it might have been required. And look, it might have helped him a, a touch. But um, I mean, it does help if you get the basics right.
1: Yeah, I think you know that one. If it was high, higher, and the sun was causing problem, then I'd be like, "Yeah, okay." He obviously, didn't see see it rising, but it was just a low shot straight at him, and uh, he decides to jump over the ball. So, real, real weird one. I mean, the criticism that's coming from him at the moment, I, I still think. I think I said it last week. I think the Watford ones slightly harsh. Yeah, he should have done better, but. But he, he was basically in a wrestling match before that. Not a wrestling match in the sense that, obviously, I don't think it was a foul on him when it, in the Watford game. But but he did have to get up after a bit of a tangle in the box and um, probably didn't know too much about it and probably saw it a bit too late. This one, though, is just shabby. Yeah, it's, mm. it's poor. And that you know that with Samba. Like, you know... The thing is, he's a good goalkeeper for this league, he is. And, you know, when you've got people going, oh, can Forrest afford to keep him? Who else are you getting in? Like, there's not an abundance of top-quality goalkeepers. Otherwise, we'd be having, we'd be seeing players with the same quality of you go the the recent League One. You know, there just isn't an abundance of really good goalkeepers out there. Samba is good enough for this league. But, unfortunately, the thing that comes with having a championship-level goalkeeper and the championship is seemingly his level at the moment, is that he will Yeah, be that's, that's, he, that's he
0: deserves the criticism he got for the, for the goal yesterday. Look, there's no doubt about it. Sambre is one of the best goalkeepers in the league and you know, he was up there as PFA uh, nominated player of the month for February. He's had he's actually, you know, we we were talking about him a couple of weeks ago about how he seems to have come back into form in terms of dominating his box, coming for crosses with confidence, one-handed catches. When he's good, he's good. And, I, and actually, one thing I would say about him is that his distribution is still superb, right? One of the best goalkeepers we've seen for quite some time in terms of his distribution at Forrest. Um, I, I really struggle to go back and think of another one that in recent times has been as good as Bree Samba is. And and even yesterday, there was a couple of instances where he plays it out of his feet. His his ability to, to get Forest moving on the counter attack with quick throws is outstanding. And, and I'm... I would fathom to find a, a better goalkeeper in the league that, that does that and certainly has better feet than, than Bryce Samba. But, yeah, he has got one in his locker every now and again, as all keepers tend to do, right? You think about strikers' miss goals and midfielders' kind of miss passes and Cyrus Christian fails to control the ball on the touchline. Like they all do it, but obviously, unfortunately, when you're a keeper and you make an error, it ends up in the back of the net. So that's life. But, yeah, look, it was an error. Forrest was disappointed. Forest was disappointed because it came quite late on. Actually, it was fairly early in comparison to all the Reading equalisers. But they deserved it. Right. Reading deserved it. And they really fancied it, Tom, didn't they? I mean, once they got back to 1-1 and there was still 10 minutes to go on the on the clock, they really went for it. They, As I said a minute ago, they didn't want to settle for a draw. They wanted the three points. And they had a good go at it. Nothing of real danger. Holmes had a header at the back post, and they had a couple of free kicks where, for a split second, you were worried and you kind of had your your your, your heart in your mouth. But I mean, both of them were just went kind of flying over the flying over the crossbar, and and it and that's it. Ended one one. And look, we both predicted a one one last week, and that's exactly what we got. On the balance of it, I think a point was probably a fair result. Um, as you said, Reading had a couple of really, really good chances, but Forrest has spells in there. Um but Forest will definitely be the happier two out of happier the size time out of the two.
1: Yeah, I think Hutton's remit for these games will be continue to tick tick the points over. If you can pick up points, you know, they could be vital. That that one point you pick up against Reading could be vital when it comes to the end of the season, you know, after this. Difficult run for us to have a run of games with teams all around them. So picking up these odd little points against difficult difficult opposition is is key um, when you're in the position Forest are in. So Houghton will be unhappy, I think, because I think he's wanting to see more from them still, even regardless of the fact he's playing top six opposition. He wants, he, he thinks they should be now challenging a bit more. But he'll be happy. That at least we're continuing to tick over those points and not. And there were positive.
0: There were positives from the game, away. though. I mean, I mean, Kafu. I thought again was outstanding. We talked about this last night, Tom, didn't we? Thought well, Kafu was absolutely brilliant, and 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 I I talked about it weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Now that I'm worried about Kafu playing in the midfield too. Well, he he's, he's absolutely you know he's he's tearing it up. So that is not a concern moving forward. And 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 Kaffer is is a kind of a huge member now of the of that squad. What you know. More, like he's kind of made himself a position now in the centre of the park. Um, again, I thought him and Garner are striking up a cracking partnership. Garner probably wasn't his his usual self, but his passing range again yesterday I thought was superb. Um, and then having having Amiobi back, you know, you, you said even without doing much, he's, he's a threat. He, he he pins the the defenders in because they he, they just know that. If Forrest got on the break and he turns and runs at him, then he's always going to be a danger. Great assist, uh, and it's great to have him back. He looked dangerous every time he went forward, Tom. Um, and the fullbacks, I thought the fullbacks, the fullbacks got forward well. Um, Cyrus Christie again getting some good positions uh, and putting in a couple of decent crosses. They did get caught out a few times. Reading's fullbacks, to be fair, probably one of their major strengths um Yednam and Richards, they, they were causing problems for Forrest as well. And they and we did get caught and it was it was clear in that second half as well when the space and, and both teams were kind of going for it that Forest there was acres and acres and acres. And I think it's fair to say again, Chris Huton was was less than impressed and was having quite a heated debate um with Anthony Knockhart on the touchline for 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 his uh less than impressive tracking back skills again. But I think in the main, the Forest fullbacks backs had a, a relatively decent game without pulling up any major, major trees. But there was, you know, there were some good performances in there, Tom.
1: Yeah, what I was saying, we mentioned it right at the beginning, didn't we, about what Amiobi brings in. The fact that Kafu's probably getting a bit more appreciation now. Um As you've rightly said, um, we know knockouts, we know Knockhart's weaknesses, and that is defensively. Um, he's not been brought in for that reason. It's probably something Newton wants to see a bit more of him, but he probably knows that. He knows Knockhart very, very well anyway and knows knows that's his major weaknesses. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we did we, we did see some good, good performances out there. Um, it's just that soft underbelly for Forrest at times, which is still, still knocking them back. But at the end of the day, they were playing a team which, as we've already said, pace-wise and quality in attack, is something they've got in abundance at the moment, and uh, they were always going to cause forest problems. And as you they, say, they it's a point that keeps Forest ticking over. Yeah.
0: Chris Hutton will be happy with that. Um, results were relatively kind again to Forest this weekend. So I've been Birmingham. If you're Birmingham City, you've really got to be worried, I think, now. Um, it looks like, I'm not quite sure, you might know some the this afternoon. I don't know if it's been confirmed, but obviously it's like to Karanka is about to, to get the boot there from, from Birmingham, which they're obviously quite happy about. They are in free-for-all. Um, it looks, for all intents and purposes, even though Wickham won this weekend, that, that obviously Wickham are Wednesday, Wednesday with another defeat this afternoon at home to Norwich. Um, you looks like those two, you would struggle to see those making their revival. Um, and Rotherham's, Rotherham have got four games in hand on us, and they're not that many points behind us. But with a small squad, And they're going to be playing games towards the end of the season. They're going to have to play games Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday probably to get through the fixtures. You would worry about Rotherham's uh, ability to cope with that run-in. So I think Forest are in the right direction. There's still work to be done. Um, But it looks like just one team to worry about down there now as it stands. Right, it's nine o'clock, Tom. I know you'd rather be sat watching the circle than talking to me. So, do you want to kick us off and give us a quick rundown of the week ahead?
1: Trust me, it was never in doubt Though I'd rather watch anything else than be talking to you at nine o'clock on a Sunday. Charming. Um, yeah, so this week, right, we're back to a two-game week in the midst of a difficult run of games for Forrest, which probably hits its peak this week, to be honest, is his take on top of the table Norwich and promotion chasing Brentford. First up, is not... First up, it's Norwich on Wednesday night at 7pm at the City Ground and available on the Sky Red Button. Forrest coming to this game to still... You are on commission? For... You're working for Sky? Yeah, well, what can I say? You've got to gotta promote these things. Available on the Sky Red Button it is. You've said it um, twice. Yeah. <laughs> Forrest coming to this league game still to have beaten any of the top 10 in the league. And this will be a tough ask against top of the table and highly likely champions of the league now this season. Norwich sit... Uh, first in the table for goals uh, sorry, third in the table for goals scored, uh, but they sit first in the table position-wise, and Forrest will have to keep uh, the second-highest scorer in the league at bay in the form of Timo Pukki who knows this league very, very well. They'll like the shape of a up in a 4-2-3-1 with Pookie leading the line and Emmy Buendia and Todd Cantwell out wide. They do play a possession game and they're confident on the ball with Buendia in particular pulling the strings for them. He has the most assists in the league this season and they have a great record of creating chances. Second highest in the league away from home, but they will allow teams to have chances against them. We saw that at the weekend where they ended up beating Sheffield Wednesday in the second half. Norwich have the joint worst record of the teams in the top six allowing teams to create chances against them, and only slightly better than Forrest's actual record. As we saw against Wednesdays, that they come alive in the second half of games. They've scored 30% of their goals this season in the last 15 minutes of games, and they've conceded almost 30% of their goals in the first 15 minutes of games. So Forrest haven't Haven't scored after 15 minutes, then don't bother watching rest because it's only downhill from there. (laughs) Um, Forest record, recent record against Norwich is pretty bad, actually. Uh, Just to top this off, losing five, (laughs) losing five of their last eight, and only winning once. The game earlier on this season, Semisaw Norwich winning two one, taking the game to Forest for much of the game. Uh, Though Forest did fight back in the second half, they will need a quicker start in this one if they have hopes of taking any points to help that march to safety tough one this one against the top of the table Chris what's your thoughts no chance absolutely no chance no oh God, I, <laughs> won't, I, won't, <laughs> I won't bother watching it on Wednesday point a
0: point Norwich were, um, I managed to watch a bit of the second half today of the, the game against Wednesday obviously as you say Wednesday went one up Norwich looked good second half great finish from puki and the goal from um, Camwell. second half was, was absolutely superb um and from that moment, obviously I mean they could have had another couple. Um Buendia, real real nightmare in, in the centre of the park. They just got they've just got good players around, like they obviously they've got Dowell in there as well that we know well. They've got Ollie Skip in there in the centre of midfield. So they they just win the ball back and break quickly. And you know, I I, I do think this will be a really tough challenge. I don't think Forrest will well it's his famous last words, but I don't think Forrest will get hammered um and i think there'll be spells in which forest will cause norwich problems because forest are, are getting better whether forest can convert the chances that that they create again would be a worry um but i'm gonna go for i'm gonna go for two nil norwich for this one
1: yeah i'm probably uh probably gonna stick the same as you chris i think i'll probably go two nil norwich there we um, go the oh,
0: assist, but... well we were right this weekend i mean i hope i really hope we're wrong um, and that Forest proved was wrong. I so say at some point you would think Forest have got to win against one of the top sides, but I just think Norwich are so good; like they've they've proved they are by far the best team in this league. Um And fair play to them; they've they've been brilliant.
1: Yeah, and Forest then have to try and break that record against the top ten again uh, for the game after on Saturday. So we have Forest's first visit to the new Brentford. Community. Is that on Sky as well, Tom? Do you know what, Chris? It is on Sky. We it could get the 12... sponsors of the pod. It, it kicks off at twelve thirty on Saturday, live. Can on I just say
0: that is two crap kickoff times this week? Absolute yeah. nightmare for me. But carry on. <laughs>
1: Thanks for that little moan. That, that's exactly what I want. Yeah, it is rubbish, to be fair. Forrest having a lot of these uh, time changes, the midweek ones and, and the Saturdays, 12 on a Saturday. It pisses me off. It's quite, quite a common theme now for Forrest. Yeah, they're visiting Brentford's new stadium for the first time with their awful multicolored seats. Yeah, we can we stop see. actually? What are they about? They are awful, aren't they? Aren't they supposed to make it look as if there's more people in the stadium, which is probably, probably what They probably
0: do mean. need it at Brentford, but they are it's a terrible stadium. I mean I've driven past it a few times on the way actually to Sky, I'll just drop it in again. Um they are it is awful. It looks awful. It's just a horrible ground, horrible seats, horrible club. I'm not a fan of Brentford.
1: I feel like um if there is any Brentford fans listening, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't
0: mind um, Brentford. I'm just having a moan about your seats if there are any Brentford fans. Listening. I don't know.
1: I don't sound like like them, to be quite honest. Let's not let's not turn that around. Um, yeah, so we're we're playing them on Saturday, twelve thirty. We're obviously playing
0: the yet. Oh, you've about to mention it. <laughs> That's so, the thing that that annoys me most Tom, about Brentford.
1: XG obsessed. So mm. so I thought, Do you know what? Grow it in. I'll have a look as well shall I. So um unfortunately their xG records actually quite good. Um so <laughs> second, second Well it'd be it'd be nonsense if it wasn't good and that's all they talk about. That's true. That's true. They're second in the league for chances created and they're first in the league for chances created against them if you like. So they they that, allow the least amount of chances to, to come against them. So Forrest are gonna to have to do something they haven't all season and actually take the chances when they when they come along and that'll be quite rare if they carry in the same carry on in the same vein Brentford. they set up in a 4-3-3 three, three, usually with a leading goal scorer in the championship, Ivan Tony leading the line. And we know a lot about this squad. It's full of players that know this league with the likes of Embuemo, Norgard and Jensen all expected to be in there. So it'll be another tough one for Forest as they take on current third place. They they have won three of their last six uh, and lost three of their last six. Uh, Can Forest take advantage of a jittery and jaded Brentford who probably feel like they've been in these same circumstances before in their season? Might, uh, might not come to what they have expected for pretty much most of the season. Forrest's last four games against Brentford have seen them win three times and lose once. The game they lost was in the last meetup, though, between these two back in December at the City Ground, where Brentford came out. 3-1 winners, though in the last 16 games, only once has the result being a draw between Forrest and Brentford. Between these two, so we should see a winner. Hmm. Um, Sod's law we'll now see the draw. I'd be pretty happy with that there What's your for. Yeah, about? I'd be
0: happy with a draw. Now all all jokes aside with Brentford, I mean they are a cracking side aren't they and, and what they do well is their recruitment is 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 top draw. Um and obviously to replace the players that they lost in the summer and, and bring in Ivan Tony, who's been who's been brilliant for them and still the disappointment of of losing in the playoff final. They only have a matter of weeks to turn it around. Um, and to lose a couple of your best players in that mix as well and still be challenging towards the top end of the league. Um, and in reality, should probably be favourites to take that second spot, but um we'll see if they can close it out. They have done really well. I'm just not a big fan of uh, Thomas Frank, to be honest. That's that's my main my main gripe. Um I think again this is probably this is a tough one for Forrest. Um I, yeah, I can't see anything other than a Brentford win here as well. Um probably a similar scoreline to Norwich as well. So I'm gonna go two 0 Brentford for this one. It's a really it's a really crap week for Forest. Really, really tough ask for the for this Forest side where we are at the minute. So yeah, I'm gonna go two 0 two Brentford. And next week's pod's gonna be. Please <laughs> no, tune in next week. we'll try not to make it as miserable as this one. So I
1: think. I uh, you know what though? Do you know what? I actually think we'll win.
0: <laughs> have you been on the beers today?
1: <laughs> no, I haven't. It probably should have been. No, I think uh, I think Forrest will win this 2-1. I'm not saying anymore. Right. But yeah, that's, that's what I think. Well, I
0: hope you're right, pal. And whatever you're having, I'll have a double. Um, <laughs> should we, we'll end it there on that bombshell. You are Mr. Negativity as well. You've uh, you've called that one. Oh, right, well, let's wrap it up. Um, if you want to email us at you can obviously uh, get in contact at time added on
1: <laughs> you're so so surprised that I've predicted a win that you can I can't even, even speak that, I'm, that I'm that absolutely
0: speechless um email us anyway will you at time added on pod at Outlook.com.
1: <laughs> or give us a follow on Twitter at time added on the next us
0: fingers crossed our Tom's right see you next week guys you red. <laughs>